Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Get you guys a crop report from what's happening out there within the customer base. Uh, a lot of activity, of course. There's harvesting going on in just about every area now. Um, probably the hardest uh, hit area or the hardest uh, end of the harvest is probably the west and the south. And talking with the guys over in the west, they're, uh, they're probably approaching, uh, in a lot of cases, a 50, 45, 50% finished mark over there as well. But uh, corn yields are still coming in strong, probably as strong as any place and maybe equal to where we were in 2014 for those guys over there. Probably one disappointing area is the lighter sands. The lighter sands aren't quite ringing the bell like they'd like them to. We're seeing some add or slightly below 200 bushel corn coming in on the lighter sands itself. Soybeans, uh, for the most part over there, are staying in the mid-70s unless they've had a lot of sudden death. And some of the hardest hit area is over there for sudden death and reports of pulling some of those yields down into the mid-40s. So without the sudden death, mid-40s, and with the sudden death, or without the sudden death, the mid-70s, with sudden death, some fields that are, are pulling down below the 50 mark. Up north, uh, guys up at Grand Ridge, they're just getting started up there. Corn yields still stay strong there in that 2 to 240 range. Uh, more work being done there on beans, and they're in the mid to low 60s to mid to low 70s. Uh, from the bean report sign. The guys over in the Donovan area on the eastern part of the state, they too are just getting started. They are finding some corn in that 17-18% range. The earlier numbers, most of the rest of it's in the low 20s. Yields so far in the corn have been 190 to 220 uh, as field averages being reported. Haven't seen enough there from a bean side uh, to know uh, what's going on. Guys from Livingston County, their beans again are in the mid-60s to mid-70s. Uh, especially their first cuttings, corn yields, again, ranging in that 2 to 240 range. Um, talking to the guys up at Wilmington, bean harvest there is just getting started, but they did have some fields come in in the mid-50s up there, so we'll see if that improves. Corn uh, is still kind of just getting started, 18 to 22% moisture, and so far in that 2 to 220 range, but they have run into some 4 to 16% damaged corn. Uh, so the, the corn damage up there will be something they'll watch to see if it gets worse or not. Mainly the diplodia problem that we had in the south and mainly in the corn on corn side. Here at Hayworth, uh, again, harvest is full bore now. Both beans and corn rolling in. Uh, bean yields that we've seen from field averages, mid-60s to mid to low 80s. So some pretty good beans. Corn yields in that 210, 240 range. I would say talking with the growers, uh, the bean yields look to be excellent as as we start to get into it on the corn yields. They're very strong, but I would say a number of growers reporting that even though these yields are strong, they're 10, maybe 20 bushel under what their uh, field best was in 14 or 15. Uh, again, maybe the exception there being Tazewell County where they're probably going to crowd right up on some of their best yields in 14 or 15. So good yields, but just maybe not quite the field averages that some of these guys were, were hoping for itself. Now the moisture has dropped pretty hard in corn and beans both out there. But guys, don't forget you guys that are running the multi-point uh, calibration monitors that we need to redo our calibration every five-point moisture drop. So we need good spatial maps. Let's take the time to get that done. Uh, our guys have put a calibration, an interactive calibration calculator on the website for you to help calculate your speeds. If you want to go there, it makes it a little bit easier uh, to get that done. 
But remember, just adding loads to an existing grain type is going to cause distortion. You're going to need to change the grain type and redo your calibration if you're using a multi-point calibration. Now, some of the monitors, of course, don't need that. But uh, let's, let's get good maps while we're at it out there in the process. Many reports coming in in these bean fields, the beans look like they should be testing 15%, uh, but they're testing 10%. Uh, even at a field there, the guy said they got down below 10%. So these guys are, are cutting 10% beans with green stems. So we got a long rank stem, but we got a dry bean. These beans need to be, they need to come out because uh, we want to prevent shattering. Uh, a couple of plots that we took out this week already shattering was starting to be an issue because the beans are getting dry. About the only answer I've got on these tough beans is to take it slow. And you know, they say take a, a bucket full of patience with you and a thermos jug uh, and full of coffee and, and sit down there and grind them out. But they do need to come out but um, so those moistures don't get us in trouble itself. We do have a number of guys that are now harvesting the Mother's Day planted beans, especially their earlier maturing beans. Remember the ones that we hoed two or three times to get them up. In one particular field, we settled with 70-80% emergence um, because of the time issues itself. Well, the good news is the first ones now that are coming out are still in the mid-70s to low 80s. So um, it looks like they're going to hold right in there, and we hope that they, they hold in there uh, throughout the process. With that, though, there were some fields, uh, Mother's Day weekend fields, that were planted, and guys went in and thickened the stands up with uh, the replant. These fields have 10% beans in them from the first planting, but they actually have green plants from the second planting, making them impossible to harvest. One of the growers inquired about using a harvest aid to take out those green beans so he could get the first planted ones before they shatter on the ground, indicating that his green beans out there just aren't carrying any pods to speak of anyway, so he would sacrifice them to make sure the field didn't shatter. And I think this is a possibility if you don't think those green beans are going to add to yield. Now, most likely, though, uh, the green beans are going to add something to yield, so we got to be careful if we take them out, and we might be just trading places between how much shatter loss we got and killing a bean that could produce some more, um, more yield for us in the end. With that, though, let's not take our eye off of the harvest loss as this crop dries down, as I start to check behind the combines, what was happening in the mid 20% of moisture when we get down to 16, 15% moisture in the corn or these low moistures in the beans. So be checking each field, each hybrid for both header and thrashing loss itself. You know, we want to keep our corn loss uh, to 2% or less. Remember that two kernels in a square foot is going to equal a bushel on corn. Uh, we want to keep our bean loss to 3% or less. So four beans in a square foot is going to equal a bushel. So spend some time looking behind these combines and make sure we aren't leaving it on the ground. I know it's not worth that much, but we, we sure want to get it in the wagon. We don't want to uh, be like we were last year where it looked like we were using soybeans and corn as a cover crop out there behind it. So let's make sure we clean that all up. This week, soybean rust was identified in southern Illinois. Now, most beans are too far along to, to be any type of threat. But we have some excellent-looking double-crop beans out there. 
and we're going to need to be a little bit vigilant on those. So we'll kind of keep posted as far as more fields come in, as far as how far north it comes, but you're going to need to do some scouting on your good-looking double-crop beans to make sure that we don't catch them with the soybean rust. I'll have the guys put up some uh, pictures on the web again uh, to kind of review you what the soybean rust looks like and kind of keep an eye on those fields. We can uh, run some samples uh, down to the university if you think you've got it itself, but the main thing would be to, to catch it before it did a lot of damage in the field itself. Um, but again, it's only going to be the double crop beans uh, that probably we're going to have to keep an eye on from that scenario. This week was a warm one with the temperatures getting up in the 90s. And I actually had a number of calls on storing uh, the soybeans that we're cutting this week in bins without good ventilation. So the old government bins that we like to fill up with the soybeans itself. And I think this is risky business. When when those temps start to drop, these beans are going to sweat. Talking with Jeff Rabideau up at Ritchie Grain, he suggests that uh, hot beans going in the bin without good ventilation, we should probably be moving them in a matter of weeks as these temperatures drop. So we don't have uh, these beans getting hot in the bin. So again, think about uh, this bean harvest that we're doing this week, where we're putting those beans, and how we're going to get them cooled down out there in the bin. Let's not lose this crop in the bin itself. Now the elevators are starting to back up in a number of areas as this heavy corn crop and bean crop comes in on top of itself. Uh, we're getting elevators that are starting to close early and lines are starting to get long. So for you guys that are just getting started, again, have plan B ready. Where are you going to go when the elevator shuts you off so we can keep this harvest moving? So I guess what I'm saying is fill in your own bins first may not be the best idea. You may want to save space uh, so you can keep moving forward as these elevators start to back up because I think it will come to an elevator near you pretty soon. If we're going to pull these kind of bean yields out, they're going to have to be doing some planning at the elevator to figure out what are we going to do with all this corn and soybeans as well as the fact that uh, how we get it all unloaded at the same time. So be thinking about that as you go through. Plot harvest here is at full bore. Don't forget to keep us uh, notified in advance of your plans as far as harvesting the plots themselves so we can stay on time with you and uh, keep things moving. Fungicide trials that have been coming out have been running in that 3 to 8 bushel on corn, 3 to 8 bushel better where we put the fungicide. But when you look at the field and you look at the difference between the sprayed corn and the non-sprayed corn, uh, it looks like it ought to be a lot higher than three to eight bushel. Last year, some of those same visuals were in that 20 to 40 bushel response. So some guys are scratching their head, man, it sure looks like it ought to be better, but how come I'm only seeing this three to eight bushel? But there's a big difference. Remember when we were spraying this summer, we talked about this disease came in awful late, and for the most part, we're spraying for standability. And we said five to seven bushel uh, is our yield expectations and two-week standability. And right now, that looks about exactly where we're at um, compared to spraying last year. We were spraying to protect the plant. We're spraying for standability. So we definitely do have the two-week standability, maybe more, um, but we're not seeing those huge swings in yield like we did a year ago. And I did not expect that. So I, I think we we got to be realistic as when we're trying to treat these as far as how much yield are you protecting. Protecting a plant that's in trouble at pollination is quite a bit different than one that is just starting to pick up some pressure at brown silk itself. 
as we mentioned, we looked at a number of, of plots uh, and this year as well in the Alevo. We talked about earlier the Alevo plots look pretty good in our heavy sudden death area, and I expected to maybe see as much as a 15 bushel difference. Some of those are being harvested now, and it looks like it's going to be over 20 bushel. So I think we'll have some pretty exciting stuff to show you this fall as far as, as we start to add the rest of these together. But it looks like some of those fields that were striped like the American flag uh, looks like a solid 20 bushel bump uh, from managing the sudden death so situation moving those 40 bushel beans back to 60 bushel beans uh, in that scenario itself so that looks exciting the crews are uh, harvesting or the crews are sampling right behind the harvesting machines as far as trying to keep these fields cleaned up so please don't forget to call your fields in as you're harvesting them or maybe even give us some indication when you're headed that way and we're in the area we'll clean them up itself but we want to stay as close to you guys as we can to keep your fall schedule on uh, on target itself so with that let's keep her safe keep her moving